Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Can we give 
the mother in the round of applause. Mothers are, are very special. Mothers are very, very, very special. They say a mother's love right, uh, loves right from the start. She protects a baby with her heart. The bond that grows will never falter. Her love is so strong it will never alter. A mother gives never ending love. She never feels that she has given enough. For you, she will always do her best. Constantly waking, there is no rest. A mother is there when things go wrong. A hug and a kiss to help along. Always there when we need her near. Greatly wipes, uh, gently wipes our eyes when we shed a tear. A mother's prayer means so much. Believing in God and his gentle touch. Keeping you safe both day and night. Your mother's prayer will always be timed right. How many agree with that? Uh, we will speak this morning and per adventure we will cover this most important part. I want to speak on prayers then, answers now. Prayers then, answers now. That's what I want to speak about this morning. Let's turn to the book of Luke 22. Luke 22, there's no, nothing here, brother. Funny. Amen. Luke 22, verse 31. I prefer, my brother, maybe on the scripture, let's use your software. Because it has a better... All right. Luke 22, verse 31. All right. Maybe let's, we'll continue here. Oh, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has a desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. That thy faith will fail not. And when thou art when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. John seventeen, verse nine to ten. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are mine. 
and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. As we pray, gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of mercy, acknowledging our insufficiency, our acknowledging our imperfections, our acknowledging our nothingness before you, because thou art the one that made us something. We read as readers the Bible, but we need your leadership. We need your guidance and need the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit take charge and minister to every soul that is here. May every battle that is being fought here, known and unknown, may it be won. May every storm that may be raging, both the silent and noisy ones, may they be overcome. We need you more than ever before. We are approaching the final hour. We are approaching the final line. And dear God, if your grace does not sustain us, we won't make it. That's why we are not ashamed to say we can't move even from day to day without your grace, dear God. We have come to the house of the Lord this morning to worship you, to acknowledge your supremacy in our lives, to acknowledge your sovereignty in every area of our lives, for the healing of our bodies, for the strengthening of our souls, for the renewing of our minds. You are our God, we've got no other God. Hence, we depend solemnly on you as we commit this service to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you take your seats. Just a bit of volume here, Brother Mandela. Amen. Now, I said I wanted to speak on prayers then. Answers now. That's what I want to speak about this morning. I like it when Paul or Jesus says it to Simon Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan hath a desire to have you, but that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee. Hallelujah. I have prayed. I have prayed for you. Now, I don't know how many are here that know and acknowledge that somebody prayed for me in the past. Hallelujah. And somebody's prayers are being answered now that we prayed in the past. Amen. A prayer set is a prayer that shall be answered. Uh, and we'll get into what we mean by that. Jesus says, God bless you. I pray for them, and I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. Jesus has already prayed for you. And Jesus' prayer is answered today in your lives. 
I like it because he says he has prayed for Peter's faith, not to faith. Not for Peter's morals, not to fail. Not for Peter's intellect, not to fail. But for his faith, not to fail. And I believe that we, we are praying for you that your faith must never fail. In the message, Diseases and Afflictions, paragraph 27, the prophet of God says, someone said, does, it, does the healings last? And he says, they last as long as the faith lasts. Healing lasts as long as faith lasts. And I can take it further and say, salvation lasts as long as faith lasts. You know, you see how critical why Peter's faith should not fail. But he says, but when faith fails, then your healing will fail. Would you say every person came to the altar and got converted to would be a Christian all the days? He could be tonight a child of God and tomorrow be a child of the devil. It's when he loses faith in God, what, it's what sends him back. Are you with me, brethren? So may our faith hold. May our faith not fail. May our faith be strengthened. Because it's as good as when it lasts. Are you with me this morning? Now, in the message by faith, Moses, paragraph 38, just laying the foundation here. He says, now, if we lose faith, he explains the impact of losing faith. If we lose faith, then we will never get a prayer answered by God. Hallelujah. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and a rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. So if we lose faith, our prayers are annulled. We get nowhere. Hallelujah. So it's all that we can think of this morning is to hold on to faith. Then if we lose faith, all our hopes are gone. If we lose faith, all our spirituality is gone. For you cannot have faith in the things that you see, for the things that you see are perishable. Are you with me this morning, folks? So we, we cannot. The moment you lose faith, your spirituality is gone. The moment you lose faith, your prayers are annulled. The moment you lose faith, you have lost so much. So regardless of what the terrain may be like, hold on to your faith. Hallelujah. And when it says, I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith should not fail, that means there were things that were besetting Peter's faith. There are things that are going to test your faith. There are things that are going to subject your faith to a trial. But uh, despite what you go through, never lose your faith. Hallelujah. I hope we are together here. Now, I said I'm speaking about a prayer, a prayer prayed then, but being answered now. Prayer, you know, Brother Bram says, every weight that we speak goes onto God's magnetic tape. Everything that you do, 
every thought, every weight. Now, if every weight and every thought goes onto God's magnetic tape, I believe every prayer goes onto God's magnetic tape. Hallelujah. It may not be answered now, but it has to be answered at some point in time. Are you with me? And today I'm going to show you some of the prayers that were said then, but that were answered later on in life. And I'm encouraging you, pray as much as you can. Hallelujah. Pray for as much as you can. They are being recorded. And they will be answered. And your grave will never stop your prayers. Your prayers rolls on even beyond the grave. When they, we have said dust to dust, your prayers rolls on. And one day it will get answered. I'm glad that my prayer will never be stopped by death. I'm glad my prayer will never be stopped by the grave. I'm glad that it will roll on and then at some point in time it shall be answered. Hallelujah. Therefore I will pray as much as I can. Now, the prophet says in the message, Experiences, paragraph 7-0. It says, now, look, and this is very apt on this Mother's Day. Now, look, I've got a, a dear old mother at home today, if she's living. I trust that she is. She is praying for me. I've got a wife and two little children praying for me. A church of people praying and all over the nation. That's why I stay in the way I am, sister. There is thousands and thousands praying for me everywhere. Now Jesus hears their prayer. Are you with me? I hope your life is dominated by people that are praying for you. Are you with me? Fathers that are praying for the children, children that are praying for, uh, uh, for the parents, mothers that are praying for the children, wives that are praying for the husbands, husbands that are praying for the wives. It has to be a prayer affair more than anything else. Are you with me, church? I hope, I hope you are together. So this morning, where, where you are, how you are, and how you have made it this far, it may be somebody's prayer. Hallelujah. It may be somebody that never even spoke to you that I'm praying for you. It may be somebody that observed you at a distance and say, I, I've got a burden to pray for that brother. I've got a burden to pray for that sister. Because such prayers that have got no ulterior motive, they work in people's lives. Are you with me? There are times where you come to your weed ends, so then pressure, the pressure cook becomes so you pressurized. And you feel like everything will explode. But everything just falls into place. It's not your intellect. Somebody at night said, I'm thinking of brother so-and-so. Let me pray for this brother. I'm, praying, I'm thinking of sister so-and-so. Let me pray for this sister. That's why you ought to pray for one another. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, pray. Teach us how to pray. Not how to preach, how to pray. Believer, if you know how to pray, you are far ahead. Even somebody that preaches without praying. Are you, with me? Are you still with me? How many believe somebody is praying for them somewhere? Uh, hallelujah. And how many is praying somebody for somewhere? Uh, hallelujah. And keep on praying for them in your closet. 
They may not know, but their lives will shape in a certain way. And you will know, that's my prayer. Hallelujah. Your child will come in a certain way. You will say, that's my prayer. Your prayer can achieve extraordinary things. Hallelujah. Hope we are together. Now, the prophet says in the message, the supernatural, paragraph 34, he says, a prayer is not a perhaps. Prayer is a very, is a sincere thing. Prayer is talking to God. And in one message it says, prayer is man coming to God. Hallelujah. Prayer is a sincere thing. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is not to get down, shut your eyes and thinking about your washing or your work you are doing and say, Lord, help me and John and heal Miss Jones and so forth. That's not a prayer. That's repeating some ways. But prayer is to come into an atmosphere where you realize that you are in the presence of God and you are moving to then in the deepest of sincerity. First, it's worship. Oh, Jehovah, how I love you. You see, then after the worship of prayer, then you come with a sincere heart asking. He's just explaining to you what prayer is as we move along. Now, in the message, the Lazarus, the resurrection of Lazarus, paragraph 21, he says, now, if you want God to hear your prayer, you remember, for God to hear your prayer, an atmosphere has got to be created for prayer. Are you with me, church? Prayer is not the uttering of the words, it's the creation of the atmosphere. Now he says, now before, now if you want God to hear your prayer and send an angel to our, your home, do we still need an angel in our homes? And to send an angel to, when an angel is in your home, the angel will protect you. A sister was telling me that they stole a motor, a motor gate next door. And then when they woke up in the morning, the neighbor said, be careful, they stole my motor gate, but they didn't steal her motor gate. What is happening? Why was the neighbor's motor gate attractive and her motor gate was not attractive to criminals? It's because there is an angel that is guarding every home of every believer. Are you still with me, folks? When we are sleeping, that angel is watching over us. When we are driving, sometimes he is driving on our behalf. Folks, you have survived accidents and you say, oops, it almost, it was not almost. The angel took over the steering wheel. Are you still with me, church? You know, there was a time I was driving from Krobosdal from uh, uh, the Verena side, uh, from Krobosdal to Verena. And in between, I overtook. And as I overtook the car that was in front of me, all of a sudden, it was actually a truck. All of a sudden, there was a car that was coming, the oncoming car. And now, I'm I'm almost halfway. This car, I just don't know where it came from. But somewhat, somewhat, I just moved on the far and stopped the car. And the truck moved, and this car moved in between. And right there, before I could do anything, I prayed and said, Lord, it was you. It was you that saved me. I've seen it many times. The other time I was driving from Middleburg to Khorobazdal and the car just got off the road. It was, I don't know whether, what happened there, I can't even explain. 
And all of a sudden, it was just losing control, moving on the other side of the road, coming on the road on this side and coming back. By the time I stopped, it seemed like I was in eternity. It, it was almost, it was eternity. And when I stopped, the dust was all over, all over, and cars had pulled over. They were watching what's going to happen. They thought it was going to roll. But right there, I realized it's not, it's not my driving skills. I realized right there, the devil and God were fighting over the steering wheel. The angels said, this is not the time. This is not the time. No matter what you want to do, the devil, this is not the time. And I say, this angel is everywhere, my brother. This angel is everywhere, my sister. It's protecting you from many things. Even from robbers, folks. I say even from robbers. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm moved this morning. We live, we live in a country that is very hostile to women. This country... This country, being a woman in this country, goodness, it's something else. Every four hours a woman goes missing in this country. In the, women are killed. In the space of three months, 11,000 women were raped. This is only on record. What about those that are not on record? But despite the chaos, despite how vile the society is, there is an angel of God that is there for every sister. It's not a pastor, it's an angel of the Lord. And I say, they will touch them, they will never touch you. God is obligated to protect you in this violent society. He will protect you. Somebody say amen to that. Do you have witnesses in the building? Do you hear about these things, sisters? Do you hear about what is happening to children? But your children go to school and they come back. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. What protects them is not your security. Yes. It's the angel of the Lord. Yes. He's there on the school grounds all the time. Yes. We really thank God. Yes. Now, if you want God to hear your prayer, and send an angel to your home. Live right. Live. Live right. Do. Just be a fair person. And just do right. Treat everybody. Treat eh? Not the people that you come to church with. Every. Even unbelievers. Hallelujah. Even unbelievers. Treat everybody right. Be right before God. And God will grant that to you. I'm giving you how to get a VIP protection. From heaven. 24 hours. The angel being there in your home. Live right. Do right. Treat everybody right. Be right before God. And God will grant that to you. And we need that angel more than ever before. He heals the sick. Amen. Now let's come to the Psalm 72. 
You can leave it on this software, my brother, on mine. Now, it is in Psalm 72, verse 20. It says, The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. That means <laughs> he was a man of prayer until the Bible recorded the point where his prayers ended. Are you with me, folks? Now, this is in Psalm 72, verse 20. Psalm 72, verse 1, which is the next slide, it tells you the last prayer that he prayed. 72, verse 1. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. The last prayer that David had, among many prayers that he prayed, he prayed for his son. That was the last prayer on his deathbed. It was David praying for his son. Are you with me? Among all prayers. Now, when you come in 1 Kings 8, 1 Kings 8, verse 28, or maybe before we get, maybe bring it on the software, my brother. Let's go through it as a church. Because it's the prayer when David was, or when Solomon was dedicating the temple. First Kings 8, maybe let's start it from verse 3. We'll come to this one. It says, is that it? Yeah. And all the elders of Israel came. Are you going to read with me? The moment it is Meruni, it means you join me. And all the elders of Israel came. And the priest took up the ark. And they brought up the ark of the Lord. And the tabernacle of the congregation. And all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. Even those did the priest and the Levites bring up. And the kings and King Solomon. And all the congregation of Israel. That were assembled unto him. Were with him before the ark. Sacrificing sheep and oxen. That could not be told. No number for multitude. And the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And said, and maybe, brother, let's do this. Let's go a further, uh, a forward, forward, forward. What? Okay. Just a forward. 
forward. Okay. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the congregation of Israel. And spread forth his hands towards heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee. Do you remember when Brother Moon said, prayer is not perhaps? Do you see how Solomon approaches prayer? There is no God like thee. In heaven above. Or on earth beneath. Who keepeth the covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart? Who has kept with thy servant David my father that thou promised him Thou speakest also with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father thou hast promised him. Saying, they shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that they, they, thy children take heed to that, their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy weight, I pray thee, be verified, which thou speakest unto thy servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built it. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant. And to his supplication. O Lord, God, o Lord my God. To hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today. 29. That thine eyes may be open towards this house night and day. Even towards the place of which thou hast said. My name shall be there. My name shall be there. 
thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make it towards this place. Ah, come, are you still with me? Let's, let's read, folks. Verse 30. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant. And of thy people Israel. When they shall pray toward this place, hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. And when thou hearest, forgive. This is Solomon, just leave it like that. This is Solomon praying many years before Jonah could be caught up in the belly of the fish. Are you still with me? Now Jonah, after he got swallowed by that fish that was designed by God, as it was moving with him in the belly of the ocean, right there, Brother Bram says, Jonah in the belly of the fish, in a moment of desperation, where he knew that death was staring him in the face, Brother Bram says he kneeled down, and faced it towards the direction of the temple. Because somebody many years before prayed that, Oh God, if thou people be caught up in trouble, and they pray a prayer towards the direction of this place, may you hear from heaven. This was a prayer that was said by Solomon many years back, but at that moment, a prayer was being answered. Because it was set in the past. Uh, hallelujah. I don't know what you are going through, but somebody prayed a prayer. It, it may be an old mother that has long departed. Maybe that he died when he was still young. But that prayer that he prayed, he's still going after you. And in a moment of trouble, God remembers the moment and the second. When your mother knelt down and said, Lord, you are taking me off. But one day when my son or my daughter is in trouble, hear from heaven that I have declared a prayer over their life. <laughs> Folks, demons think they are fighting against you. They are not only fighting against you. They are fighting against prayers that were said over your life. <laughs> and if maybe your mother never prayed for you, Jesus prayed for you. If your mother never prayed for you, brother Brennan prayed for you. If nobody prayed for you, believers are praying for you. You are not on your own. Whatever obstacle that you are facing, there is a prayer behind you. Hallelujah. Are you still here, church? That's what in the message expectations. Paragraph 29. Brother Brennan says, if Jonah backslid the belly of a whale five miles deep whales belly all round about him could look towards a natural earthly temple and through a prayer of an earthly man that had been prayed and believed that God had it how much more ought you and I as Christians bound with diseases look towards heavens where Christ sits at the right hand of God with his own blood making intercessions now for anything. If God could hear the prayer of Solomon, 
How much more about the prayer of Christ? Now, let's come here. Brother Rome is conducting a baptismal service. Paragraph 4. He says, Heavenly Father, 1900 years since the scripture has been written, and your promise is still moving on. Now, Lord, here, these young people, it's a baptismal service. These two young ladies standing here to my right, they have accepted you as their savior. They believe the gospel story. To my left, Lord, is my little nephew, Melville. This is the nephew. And my own boy, Billy Paul. This is Billy Paul and brother Melville. Oh God, if it's possible this morning that two mothers could be called to look over the banister, to look down and see their boys now. These two boys, their mothers have long departed. And brother says this morning, he wishes that they could be invited to the banister to look down. And it was referring to the mother of Melville and as well as Sister Hope. He says, oh, how happy I am, Lord. Oh, to know, to know that you, you answer prayer. That little, that poor little mother Ruth, this is the mother to Melville. She has gone, she has gone on years ago. But her prayer is answered when? Where, where is the body of the mother? Where is the body of the mother? In the grave. Her soul is in the sixth dimension. She is long gone for many years. But at that moment in the service, a prayer that had been said many years ago was now being answered in the service. Her prayer is answered now. Listen to what she prayed. She prayed that this boy will love you and save you. Hallelujah. Did the mother see the answer to that prayer? She's long gone. But before she left, she left her prayer recorded on God's magnetic tape. There shall come a time that my son shall love you. There shall come a time when my son shall save you. I'm praying and declaring blessings upon his life. And later on, she was taken into the mushari. She died and she was gone many years ago. But brother Brenham, that man said, God, I thank you. You answer a prayer. Hallelujah. And says, I wish that mother could see what is happening this morning, that her prayer has been answered. He's making his stand this morning. To these others, their mothers maybe have gone. Lord, we don't know. Thou does. But whatever, answer prayer. And this morning in this church, there are mothers that are praying. Their prayers are not loud. They say them silently. They say those prayers in their closet. They declare certain declarations over their children's lives. And I'm here this morning to assure you, my brother, and assure you, my sister, death will never stop your prayers. 
The grave will not stop your prayers. The undertaker will never stop your prayers. When you are gone, your prayers are going to come after you. I was talking to a brother in my office and we're talking about a situation. And he says, my death is long gone. But I know what you would have said over this situation. How does he know that old father, wherever he is, his prayers are still rolling on. And I say, keep on praying for your children. They may not be the way you want them now, but the time will come. At some point in time in their lives, they will have no choice but to come under the subjection of the prayers of their parents. I say, never be discouraged. Keep on praying those prayers. Keep on declaring those blessings. Keep on saying things over their lives. But one day, the God of heaven will come down and will answer their prayers. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Keep on saying those prayers. Hallelujah. It may not look like they are being answered, but they are being heard. It may not look like they are being answered, but they are being recorded. One day the God of heaven shall hear your prayer over your children's life. Keep on praying. Do you agree, brother Freddy? Your old dad that has gone prayed prayers. He had the declaration that he made over his family. It doesn't matter what this young man does, but his father's prayers are rolling on. Somebody say amen to that. I'm telling to you as fathers as well, go before God. Report matters before God. And say, God, here is a situation. Here is a child, here is a situation, here is a condition, he hears you. And when we bury you, one day your child is in a tavern. And they just start maybe a hymn. And they think they are playing. And they see him singing. And they think they were giggling. But somewhat, the hymn is no longer a joke. God anointed the hymn right in a tavern. And they look at him and say, but he's serious. Tears are streaming down his cheeks. In a tavern, he kneels down and says, you don't understand. I had an old mother. I had an old father. They were genuine Christians. This hymn reminded me of them. I'm no longer going to come here. I'm going back to the house of the Lord. Why? Somebody prayed for that individual. Prayers then, answers now. Every prayer shall be answered. I say every prayer shall be answered. I say every prayer shall be answered. Every prayer of every mother shall be answered. Every prayer of every father shall be answered. And as a pastor, I've got a prayers over your lives. And they shall be answered. Are you with me, church? Prayer will be answered. Brother, I remember your old father. A song leader. Many years back. 
Brother Sipoyo. Led conventions. He was, he was the most noted song leader in conventions in the 70s. He's known in Zimbabwe. He's known all over. That when Brother Sipoyo takes the mic, the Holy Spirit will come down. He's long gone, but here is his son. Don't you think God is obligated? Don't you think God say, I remember the sacrifices of your father. I remember how he became a blessing to the bride of Jesus Christ. I remember his prayers. And his prayers must be answered in this young man's life. I say they must be answered. Are you with me? Brother Bram is praying in the message he was to pass this way. Paragraph 38. He says, Father God, we heard that you were to pass this way this morning. I don't know these people. There may be Zacchaeus sitting here. I do not know. Maybe a dear mother has prayed for her wandering boy. Oh, he has been blessed truly. He's in business. He's got a family now. Mother is done, gone. But her prayers are still... Her prayers are still... We had such a testimony a while ago of a wandering boy. Dear old daddy who preached the gospel, you're always near. Your mother is a mother. Your prayers are real. Even when you're long gone, your prayers are real. Therefore, what am I saying? You can control events even beyond the grave. Most of you, if you are sick as a mother, the first thing you think is for the children, isn't so? They don't think about you, brothers. You, you marry within two months. They think about the children. If God, you take me and he marries, what if he marries a monster? Because if he marries a monster, the first thing the monster says, forget about those children. Now the mother is worried. Most of them they say, I want to grow old. Not because for any other reason. I want to see my children grow. I want to be there when they need me. I want to guide them. Now what happens if you are taken off the scene? And you are young and your children are still young. There is a hope you can control things from the grave. You kneel down and pray. Remember, Brother Bram gave a, a story of a boy who had parents that passed on. And now, <laughs> you know, somewhat I hate funerals. Because funerals are the most hypocritical moments in humanity's activities. So comes an uncle, tells your children, your parents, your gone, says, if you really need anything, I'm available as an uncle. Have you heard of that? 
Don't worry at all. Uncle is here. After they buried to the parents, they call him. His phone is always going voicemail. <laughs> Mr. Calls. But he said, I'm available. The re- relatives are not dependable. Ah, I beg to differ. Ah, I've got zero loyalty to relatives. I beg to differ. It is the children of God. They are still being preached to. They can feel guilty and say, but no, man, that child, where is the child? But relatives, they don't care. I saw it was a funeral of this young girl, uh, a funeral of her dad. And this boy took a mic at a funeral and went to kneel down before at the funeral of his uh, of his girlfriend's dad. He takes the, fin- the mic, he goes, then he proposes marriage to this girl while the casket is there. I said, this is a crook. <laughs> All it needed is a very strong angle with a hot lap. Oh. You know why? I said he's thinking of funeral policies. Why would you propose that somebody is mourning you are proposing marriage? Why such a show? It it had an ulterior motive. Are you with me? The timing is suspect. The character is suspect. And needed to be treated as such. It just needed one uncle that we can ask for forgiveness on his behalf once he has done the deed. Remember, some of us as Christians, we can't beat you. We just allow others <laughs> to lay hands on you, and later we ask forgiveness for them. I don't think you don't know. You know. <laughs> Russia is not of God, but Brahma says Russia is a tool in the hand of God. So your drunk uncle can help sort matters. Later we can say, even us, we didn't even know he surprised us. But the administration of justice was done. Are you with me? Yeah. It was not, a, even when say we had somebody beat, it, it wasn't us. You know our uncle. But in the heart we say he did the right job now. Amen. So, Relatives is not people that you can leave behind with your children. They are good, they smile, good cousins, but it's because you are still around. And the day you are taken of the sin, things are different. Treatment is different. They may want to stay with the child for purposes of what is it in for us. Later on, when they realize money runs out, they kick the child out. But Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, is not a bad relative. He's there. He watches them. He knows when there is no meal and he will inspire somebody and say, bring a meal for this child. Somebody will be inspired to pay school fees for them. Are you with me? Somewhat, God will make sure that they live on. 
Are you with me, folks? I'd never, never ever boast about your relative. No, 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 no. Relatives are something else. Amen. But children of God are a family. We love you. We don't love your money. We love you. We are there for you. Because we are a family. And a family is people that are dependable. They can depend on one another when, when the tough, the, 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 it gets tough. The going gets tough. They are there. Amen. I've seen it, I've seen it many times where you find death strikes a family. Maybe a believer is well stricken in grief. And, and relatives are there. But as soon as they begin to see the faces of the children of God, something gets lifted up. They get more encouraged by their prayers because they see people with no ulterior motive. Amen. These other ones, the death certificate is missing and so-and-so fetched it. So-and-so is looking for it. So-and-so made it. You know what I'm talking about. But not believers. Not be the elders, they come in and say, is everything sorted out? Yeah? No, no, this is what's happening. This is what... Uh, and most of the times, I don't know why I'm laboring on this. Most of the times, there are certain things that you don't attend because of your faith, and they are watching you and say, Lise, Ilang, the day is coming. And when there is death that strikes the family, they say, We are not available. No one will dig the grave. But it's when they think that the wheels have come off, the children of God come in and say, no, brothers, you go sort out the grave. Brothers, can you cook with this side? Brothers, can you pitch that? Sisters, can That's a family. That's a family. Not when we meet each other on Sunday. When it, when it gets tougher, watch who's around. Uh, well, when there is meat, ah, everyone is there. But when it is tough, amen. Now, Brother Bram says in the very same message, another quotation 39, it says maybe that boy or girl Whatever it might, it might be, has wandered far away. But they just drifted in the door this way, this morning. Said, well, I hate that he was to pass this way. Just take that leaf away from them, Lord, this morning. Call them by name and say, child of mine, I've come in answer to your mother. Or your wife. Some of you, you are a product of your wife's prayers. It's not a weakness to acknowledge. It's strength, Bazalwan. You, 
you navigate tough terrains and you wonder somewhat things work out, it's because your wife is praying for you. That's why the Bible says, rejoice with the wife of thy youth. What does it mean? The wife that you were broke with, rejoice with her when things are fine. If others are attracted to how things are now, they are devils. Those are demons. They may look pretty, but are pretty demons. But your wife, with her swollen knees, she used to pray in the middle of the night. God, we need a breakthrough. We need a direction. We need a blessing. And God answered her prayer. And after he answered her prayer, you want to misuse the blessing of her prayer with people that don't even understand what prayer is about. A young man had... uh, had a wife, and they were battling and praying that, oh God, if we can have a job, and he got a job. Well, the wife is expecting that things are going to be fine. He takes a loan, he goes to a place called Lirking, so we took Konga. Took a loan, Konga is where, I don't know, some people, they don't know where it is. It's in Soweto. This is the place of slay queens. Just water alone will send you a bank balance spinning. But he took a loan to go and entertain girls at Gonga. Who prayed for him to get a job? Do you think he will last in that job? He won't last. God is not obligated. He won't last. Understand why you are where you are today and whose prayers made you to arrive where you are. And be loyal to those prayers and be the loyal to the God that answered to those prayers. Any other thing will cost you dearly. Amen. So Brother Brim says, I'm going home with you this morning. He says, child, he says, say, child of mine, I've come in answer to you, your, your mother or your wife or your father's prayer. I've come to receive you. I'm going back home with you this morning. I'm going to leave this new Yorker restaurant. I'm going home with you. Not only am I just going to dinner, I'm going to abide with you till I bring you to mother and dad again. Now, in the message, thy house, paragraph 32. Brother Brown says, I've seen many that I've watched that come into my meetings. Many times an old boy will come up that, that's been rough all his life. He falls down on his knees and go crying, and get up and say, well, I had a dear old mother. Oh, if she's in heaven tonight, I know she's looking down and she's glad to see me at this altar. What is it? That old mother prayed and believed 
See, she's gone long ago, but hears them prayers. He's telling you that a lot of times people that come on the altar, they don't come because the someone was mighty. They come because an old mother prayed before she departed. And somebody is an old man and say, I had an old dear mother that used to pray. And say they are long gone. Their prayers have been said. But here are the answers. And this morning, here are some of the answers. Let's come to the prodigal son, paragraph 31. I requested it here because it's much longer. Brother Brown says now, that's the, art, that's the way of the attitude nearly of young peoples today. This young son's feeling the same way. He said, mother, this is the prodigal son, mother, I don't want no more to do with this family. All you do is go to church. That's all I hear. Watch. I can see the old father put a sail sign up now. What? We are kind of dramatizing this. Of course, for the benefit of the young people. Then I can see him put a sail sign up, sell the old farm and get all the goods together and divide it among the boys. Mother and dad will just leave as long as their portion lasts. Maybe then it will be over. Notice I can see when they divided the portion to the young man, got his money in his pocket, he said, now I'll have a good time. The next morning I can see him go and say to his mother, old, la- old lady, aren't they saying that? Old lady. It's no longer mama, it's old lady. My old lady. Magriza. <laughs> Pack my clothes now. I'm going to leave in the morning. Oh my, how that old mother will go away, get the little things that he wore when he was a little boy. Tuck them away. Look at them. I can see her pick up a little pair of shoes that she, you know, Mothers like to keep things like that. Mama's has got my old shoes that I wore when I was a little baby. She's got a long dress like they had to the babies then. It's a treasure to a mother's heart. I can see this old mother take these little shoes, set them up on the organ and get down there and pray and say, God, take care of my boy. How many of you here have an old-fashioned mother like that? Say, let's see your hand. Aren't, aren't they lovely and sweet? Take care. This is her saying in prayer. Take care of my boy. You're faster. Go down. You really went very fast. Take care of my boy. He's gone out with the world. And I don't know what will happen to him. Only take care of him, Father. Praying. Did you ever have your mother pray for you? 
Oh, when my little mother, I've seen her go back in the room to herself when we would be without food. And kneel down on her knees and cry out to God. God, give us some more old-fashioned praying mothers like that. That's the backbone of our nation. God saved mothers. I can see her crying out to God. God, take care of my boy. No matter what you ever do, she's forgiving. No matter what you do, the mother is forgiving. Look, it is much easier for the father to disown a boy than it is for the mother to disown a boy. Brother, you can give reasons, logical reasons. We are done. But it will never ring with the sister or with the wife. You know why? Because she's a mother. And her mother, the mother's forgiveness knows no limitations. Yes, she can agree and say, we are done. But after a while, the motherly instinct will kick in. Has he eaten where he is? Are you with me, folks? Her heart is already always ready to forgive and come back. That's why I, I am never. Is the mother that knows better about her children. I say it's the mother that knows better about her children. She knows them. She watches them. She knows what makes them tick. And it, is, it will be unjust to be prescriptive on the mother on how to react to her children. You can't tell the mother, you must not, you must not. I remember just a personal view over the years when my brother was on drugs and was troublesome. I mean, every time I would sit with my mother and say, we need to apply tough love. This we need not to do this, this we need not to do this. And we will agree. And she will agree with me. But a few days and a week down the line, she says, but I thought about it. I still think somewhat if we do what you said we must do, we will make things worse. Uh, I think this is what we must do. Has never, from 1996, until now, she has never disowned the boy, no matter what the boy did. I say, no matter what the boy did, no matter the shame he created, irrespective of where he has been, what he has done, he remained a son to her. Me as a brother, I disowned several times, disowned, owned, disowned, owned, disowned. But the mother does not have such. Once a son, always. Oh, once a son, always. And she always prays for her. Then it occurs to me that no wonder God loves a motherly instinct. Because even to him, once a son, always a son. God will never disown you. The mother will never disown you. No wonder God say, I'm else to die. The double-breasted one. He sees a mother... He sees himself in the mother. Yes. 
Can we imagine a home without a mother? A home without a mother. Can you imagine how emotionally chaotic, emotionally chaotic such a home would be? Do you imagine how physically chaotic such a home will be? Do you imagine how spiritually chaotic that home can be? Somebody say, "Uh, Brother Mariba, I can cook. Your cooking will never be on the same, excuse me, on the same level as your wife's cooking. Your children, they love their mother's cooking. There's a dish that they know if mom has prepared it, all is well. She, she prepares it in this way. Their mother, even today, if you were to separate with your wife and we say to the kids, who do you go with? Even if the mother goes into a shack and you go into a mansion, you will remain alone in that mansion. Because there are certain things that a mother will provide that a mansion cannot provide. Are you with me, folks? The mother is the is the is it brother, but we call it a thermostat that regulates the temperature. Is the thermostat in the home. She regulates the temperature. There are days when dad would want to kill the boy, but mom regulates the, the temperature. See, you know when mother says, he has had you, then you feel it will be useless to carry on. She has regulated. If mom is not there, your father will kill you. <laughs> Absolutely. He will kill you. Are you with me? Even when it comes to daughters, imagine a girl without a mother. And she goes through stages of life without the guidance of the mother. But when the mother is there, there is a way that a mother and the daughter speak. And they form that solid bond. A daughter will know the mother's secrets. What bothered the mother, troubles that they had. And even you as a husband, if you don't behave, your wife will be forced to confide in the daughter. You know, there are certain things that you hide, but at some point in time you can't hide anymore. Yes, when she was young, the daughter, you can come and say, ah, the sullen hate, I bumped the 
the headboard. But as time goes by and she grows, you can't say that. You have to say, we are staying with a violent man. And how you treat their mother determines how they will react towards you. Let me say it one more time. How you treat their mother will determine how they react towards you. If you respect their mother, they respect you. If you love their mother, they love you. If you misrepresent their mother, they will misrepresent you. Are you with me? Don't ever think your children are your bodies. There are conditions. You are my body depending on how you treat my mother. Are you with me? I hope you are with me. Then, paragraph 33, Brother Bram says, Then I can see the old dead. He's just worrying, walking up and back and forth, up and down on the outside. You know why he's walking up and down? He's upset. The temperature is high, you see. This boy, where does he think he's doing? Where does he think he's going? I can hear mother go to the door and say, what's the matter, dad? This is the thermostat. You'll have a stroke. What's the matter? I don't know, mother. You know, our parents, if they are good, God saved people, they worry about their children. They worry about? And folks, let me tell it doesn't mean the children are going to, the children, children are not like a, a baked bread where you say, I'm going to put the flour and put these ingredients and put it for this many minutes and this loaf will come out. No. It all depends on grace. I say it all depends on grace. And it's not how it's not the Bible that says the first shall be the last and the last shall be the first. It doesn't mean if your child is in church today will always be in church. And it doesn't mean if your child is outside church will always be outside church. He may be in today and tomorrow is gone. And one may be outside tomorrow, and to, today, tomorrow he may be in. Grace and grace alone. That's why as a parent, never ever hit yourself in the chest and say, I've got it together, you've got nothing together. It's God that has got it together. Are you with me? When it comes to child rearing and child raising, there is no competition. Competition. See, my children, your children. One will backslide and be out in the world. One will remain here. But be pregnant right here. And while you were boasting, you'll have a heart attack. It's grace. You pray for mine, I pray for yours. Not a competition. Yes. 
I am a father myself. And I've got a little boy sitting here listening at me right now. God knows I love him. If one of us had to die this afternoon, let me die 10,000 times to his one. That's right. Let him stay. It's a love that we have for our offspring. That's the reason God so loved the world, his offspring, that he came himself to die that we might be free. Paid the penalty himself. I noticed this father weary, walking back and forth, up and down. The next day when it came time for the boy to leave, I can see him pack his little suitcase and get out there. I can see him go around and say, so long folks, and start off. Mother say, listen to the mother, mother say, just a moment, honey. Before you go, let's have prayer one more time. When a mother feels like she has come to a wit's end, she relies on prayer. I can't resolve this. This is too much. But can we have one prayer one more time? Let's have prayer one more time. Kneel down on the floor. I can see the old mother and dad with their arms around one another, praying to God. God, we have raised him and took him this far. He's gone out from the way from us now, wondering, please, Father, take care of him. I can hear him, folks, hear me and hear me very well. Even when they go off the rails, it depends. The last words that you say to them will ring on. If you just say, demon, it's not coming back. But listen, do you hear what the prayer of these parents are saying? I can hear him say, oh, just restless while they are praying. They didn't want to hear them prayers of mother and dad no more. He hated hearing them pray. He had other things on his mind. That's the reason sometimes we're impatient. Just can't wait a few minutes, can't pray. Can't wait for a prayer. But there will come a time, friends, you will have all eternity to think about. Pray now, be ready to meet the master. I can hear them pray and get up. And mother tried to hug him. Look, look at the mother. She doesn't give up. Tries to hug him. And he turned his head. His dad put his arms around him. He cries, oh, you all go on off. Start off and went over the hill. I can see father and mother standing there with their hands. Arms around one another. Waving goodbye. Hear me parents. When children go wrong, you don't blame one another's parents. Did you hear me? The father doesn't say, it's your fault. The mother says, it's your fault. We are in this together. This is a common enemy. This is our son, but the devil is the enemy. Because kids sometimes can cause divorces. This too much pressure. The father pulls this way. 
the mother pulls this way. It's your fault. It's your fault. No. It's the devil's fault. Uh, waving goodbye to him as he went off the hill. Down into the city to be with the rest of the world. And this parent, I can see them return back into the house again. Weeping, crying, and praying. Because they know what lies ahead of the road. I can see him get with the big crowd down there. And as long as his money lasted, he was a good fellow. But when you are friends, when, but when your money is gone, your friends are gone. That's the dry weather friends. That's dry weather friends. You know there are people that hang around with you around you because you've got money. And there are people that, you know your relatives that only call you month end. The rest of the month you don't even know. But month end you see, please call. Oh, that's the time. I know a friend who will stick by you even if you've even got a penny. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I've been to a place where I had not ascended. He loved me. He loved me just as much as if I, was, I wasn't to have a penny, as if I would have had a million dollars. He loves you just the same. That pure, holy, unalterated love comes from God alone down into his people. That's the way we should love one another with that godly love. Let's move to 39. I'm wrapping up, folks. 39 is down. All right. Moved like a a sports car. 39, eh? Is it 39? He says one... Now, he's long gone. He's in the far country. Life carries on without him. But Brother says, one night, I see a restless mother. Do you see? And dad begins to speak about their boy. I hear the mother say, I'm just so restless, dad. You know, when a child goes... If a, if a child is in trouble, the mother will know. The mother? Something will just tell the mother. I remember there is a, a young man. They had a, a car and only two cars in one garage. So they would park a car somewhere where they requested where they had a garage, didn't have a car. So they would park their car there. It would remain there. So the boy one day took the car key and went to where the other car parked and took it. This boy, by that time, everybody thought he he was at a boarding school. Meanwhile, he came, took the key while the parents were at work, took the car, and they went around, excuse me, bought beer. They got involved in an accident. And after they got involved in an accident, then 
the police arrested them. Remember, at the, where the car parks, they just think that they send him to fetch it. Now, this site, they just think the car is where we normally park it. And they think our child is at school. But the mother felt restlessness. That, mm-mm, something is not right. Decided to go to school to check on the boy. And found that this man is being a weak, we don't even know where he is. And later they realized he's in prison. What kicked in? The motherly instinct. It knows, it can sense danger. That's why I still don't know why in 2022, why a child can debate with his mother or her mother and say, and the mother say, this friend is a bad friend. And you say, but he's my friend. The, mother, the mother's eye can see beyond. You, you know that there may not be anything wrong with the friend now. Even the friend may know that I'm a good person. But the mother can look days coming and feel danger coming and say, no, no, my child. But because you are so arrogant and so, so immersed in your rights, no, I want to hear from my mother. That friend will cost you more than what you have bargained for. Every time my mother would tell my brother, say, don't go anywhere, and he would go and he'd get into trouble until he said, but ma, every time you say, I must not go anywhere, it's like you're creating problems for me. <laughs> it's because the motherly instinct can pick it up. Angel or sisters, you've got six cents. Even when we are, somebody is lying, you just know that. I cannot tell you you are lying, but you are lying. Here, mother say, I'm just restless dead. I don't know what to do. I just keep thinking about our boy. I wonder where he's at. I wonder if he's got something to eat. You see, no matter how many delicious meals that mom cooked, mom never enjoyed them because he wondered, she wondered where my son is. Did he have anything to eat? What happens? That umbilical cord cannot be broken. That's real motherhood. I can hear dad say, well, we've always been taught that all things work together for good to them that love God, you, you, you hear that? The, the <laughs> Did you hear what the dead said? Everything works good to them that love the Lord. Let's cook dish, let's eat. But not to the mother. Her heart is out, has left with the boy. Let's pray. I can see them get down on the floor and begin to praying about little Johnny. I can hear them pray, oh God, take care of our boy. Wherever he is, whatever state he's in, take care of him. Father, send him home. Where is at? He was down in the cock pen. Go into the cock pen. 
And the prophet says, the angel of God. Remember the beginning we say every home must have? Now the angel of the Lord came to the boy and said, boy, wake up. And talked to him and said, what about you? Just get back home to them. Who, what sent the angel of the Lord today? The prayer of the parents made the angel to go where the boy was and say, boy, it's time you go home. Which angel? The one that was a resident in the family all the time. Why? How do you attract this angel? Live right, do right, treat everybody right. Then this angel will come and stay with you. And this angel, you can send him anywhere. He will go and fetch your heart's desire. Are you with me, folks? Uh, did you see? This is the third pool at a human level. Look at it. Listen to the angel. Think of my father. This is now the boy. Think of my father that has all the wealth that he has and all the things that he has given to me. Here, I'm laying here, dying of hunger, laying in a cock, uh, uh, hog pen, eating. The Bible said he came to himself. What brought him to himself? The prayers of the parents, especially the restlessness of the mother. And I say, mom, keep on being restless. Mom, keep on being on your knees. Mom, keep on saying those prayers. The angel of the Lord is listening. And at some point in time, you will go down to the far country and bring your boy back. We need God's saved, prayerful mothers. Brahma says that's what the church needs to today is to come to themselves and to realize who's your father. For sometimes we act as though we have no heavenly father. For all the goodness of heaven belongs to the church. Divine healing, salvation, freedom from worry or anything belongs to the church. Jesus died and we inherit all that that God has through him, has of the kingdom rich. That's what brought the young men back. And I say, God will answer all your prayers. And on this note, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. We appreciate all the godly mothers and their prayers, their character, their conduct, and their motherly instinct. May God richly bless you. As we stand to our feet. In thee, O Lord, oh, let's just say, Reign, King Jesus, Reign, King Jesus. Brother Dipadi will come and wrap up in prayer for us.
our workplaces, Heavenly Thank Father, you. for providing for us, Heavenly Father. Yes. Indeed, you are God, Heavenly Father. You care much for us, Heavenly Father. You are the caring God, Heavenly Father. That's why we lift up, Heavenly Father, the hands and say, Oh, Heavenly Father, whom praise must go to, but only you, God, the creator of our life, Heavenly Father. You knew, Heavenly Father, our lives, the end of our lives before the beginning. That's yes. why, Heavenly Father, this morning we say, Father, thank you, Father, thank we this way, Heavenly Father, to know that, Heavenly Father, in our families, Heavenly Father, when we do things right, Heavenly Father, when we treat people right, Heavenly yes. Father, when we respect you, Heavenly Father, mm. you send the angels to be with you. Exactly. Who can do that, Heavenly Father? But but, Father, we just see, Heavenly Father, your grace upon our lives, Heavenly Father. That's why, Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, even if the journey can be hard, Heavenly Father, yes. even if the journey, Heavenly Father, can sway us, Heavenly Father, but we'll keep on holding on, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. Give, that, give us that little faith, Heavenly Father. Mm. We need it. That faith of a mustard seed, Heavenly Father. We have talked about it, Heavenly Father. That's what we'll hold on, Heavenly Thank Father. Thank you, Father. We see this world is falling apart, Heavenly Father. Yes. There is nothing more, Heavenly Father, that can be good. Day by day, Heavenly Father, things are just falling apart. That That's why, Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, to your house, this is where, Heavenly Father, we belong. We belong to that way, the original way, Heavenly Father, that you have brought us, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this revelation, Father. Hear your children, Heavenly Father. You know their heart's desire, Heavenly Father. Grant them, Heavenly Father. They are here for such, Heavenly Father. You are God, you provide, Heavenly Father. We also pray for our pastor, Heavenly Father. So we have, Heavenly Father, give us food, Heavenly Father. Father, we say, may you strengthen, Heavenly Father. So give him wisdom, Heavenly Father. Father, in leading this church, Heavenly Father, we send prayers, Heavenly Father, His way, Heavenly Father. Bless Him and His family, Heavenly Father. As you bless the entire church, Heavenly Father. Father, we are going to live to depart to our homes, Heavenly Father. May you be with us along the way, Heavenly Father. As you bless our family, you bless our children. Bless all, Heavenly Father, that Heavenly Father we are engaging in. All these things we pray, we commit unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you richly. Have a, a blessed week. Uh, there's an uncle of mine that said you must pray for him. He gave me a call during this week. Uh, I think you have seen in the news about an advocate called Malesala Tefo, who was arrested in court dealing with the police corruption around the case of uh, Senzo Meiwa. He's my uncle, so he said he, he sometimes thinks his life is at risk. Just remember him in your prayers. Amen. God bless you richly. Give us a song till we see you next Sunday. Oh, to cause unchanging Shall never, never lose its power. Shall never, never lose its power. Shall never lose. Shall never, never lose its power.
Oh, oh, oh.